0: Race number one in the round of eight, a playoff driver's win today, means a trip to Phoenix as a part of the championship four and an opportunity to hoist a championship trophy. You warm up there, Timmy? No, it's cold, hell. Well, if it means anything, it's not warm down here either. All right, fellas, that's what we worked all year for. Let's get after it. Yep, that's a good one here, fellas. Like we've done all along here, just focus on today's race. Maximize the day. No mistake.
1: Get the best, the best car the, year,
0: the number 14 is at the front of the field. Clint Boyer getting the opportunity to be right behind the pace car all by himself, leading the field here at his hometown track. They may have to let me lead, you know, complete this whole lap here, Brett. Might be the only damn lap I ever read around this freaking place. <laughs> yeah, still fall that, man. man. sweet home. Green flag is in the air. On the inside, it is Chase Elliott. On the outside, it's Joe Logano.
2: Be wide behind you. This is like a damn plate race. Still there. You're clear. Clear. Aric
3: will have the advantage. Elliott will fall in line behind him.
0: The so,
2: radio has got an issue. up You Can hardly hear y'all car is saying he can't hear his spotter. How about this radio you got
4: me? Yep, got you, Mud, player. You got it?
2: No, I can't hear y'all at all now. Probably the best thing is just to be quiet. Like, the rest of these
0: radios is just static, almost. Disillusioned rear grip. Kevin Harvick's car has really gone south. Chase Elliott is on the move. He has tracked down Kevin Harvick.
4: That's it. Stage one, stage.
0: And stage number one belongs to Chase Elliott. It's turned to do a bucket
2: of Yeah, I think it's still just balance. You know, we gotta be tighter taken off to be better later. Green flag goes back in the air.
3: Base so faster Laney had a run on Hamlin for the lead, got tangled up behind some lap traffic. We're running the plane, you've been running in for sake.
1: Can't hear again. so For the rest of this thing, you can figure out a way to tell me when to pit.
2: Somebody's standing somewhere or something.
0: Sent up top, out against the wall. At Kents have spun around and made a contact. Oh,
2: that lepre is gonna come out some more, guys. Pit lane will be open this time. By Chase, can you hear us at all? Yeah, I just
0: I unplugged it and plugged it back in. A, a little better. We'll see what happens. 11 laps to go in stage number two. And
4: a two I had the going
0: Rick. Harvick back to second and looking for more. Here by half. Three right here in the middle. Should have wrecked that <laughs>
2: One more right here. Three quarters, half. Trying to turn under you.
0: Hamlin has scored the stage two win. I hope in. We'll
2: have 11 next time tell
0: Kyle Bush with a trunk full of Eric Almirola will go to the lead, at least for the moment. But back, comes Joey Logano to the bottom of the racetrack.
2: Three wide, two wide. Inside here, inside, inside, inside. He's there. There you go. Issue in the
0: 22. Still there, clear. New leader, Kevin Harvick. Looking outside. Here middle, here middle. Hanlon bounced it off of the safer barrier. <laughs> uh, that's funny. a power. I can smell something in here. Rebel turn one, Kurt Busch. Yeah, she's all done. The afternoon is over for Kurt Busch.
3: All right, guys, we're on the wall here. Hold it up there. Hold it up there.
0: All right, four, three, two, one. Nice
2: work, boys. The race up from pit road. Hell yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Got a good push coming to you. Your four's still down there, but he doesn't have any help. Logano will get shoved
0: to the lead. Grab right back up to him here. You can do it. Keep hitting your marks, man. Better push his ass along here. Push his ass along. Ain't over till it's over.
3: Black traffic ahead. One more shot for Harvin. that
2: Damn, that was tough, man. Good job.
0: There, boy. Hell yeah.
2: Keep put ourselves in position. We won't make it. We gotta get focused
0: on Texas. Go get us one there.
4: Race for a championship! Let's go!
5: TrackSmack here on TracksmackRadio.com. Don Hall here with Mike Haig. Mike, of course, from racedaysa.com. Mike, another week of awesome radioactive from uh oh, from NASCAR Hub and Fox. That was awesome.
6: I love that. That really gets you excited and gets you going and hearing all the, the calls from the crew chiefs to the car, to the to the driver. <laughs> oh, it's just it's exciting. And uh you know, just the enthusiasm of, you know, when they're passing and the guys calling the race. And uh, just uh, it's just a fun thing to listen to. Uh, uh, really, it gets me pumped up for this week. We have races at Texas, Dawn. Uh Man, I tell you, this is, you know, between last weekend, Kansas, and right down the road from Kansas, south of where you are, we had the um, AAA Texas Fall Nationals, a uh, big NHRA drag race, and they had, Huge crowds out there, despite COVID nineteen and fifty percent capacity. Uh, we'll get into it later, but you know that was a big weekend. And then this weekend, on the drag racers go down to Houston. We have Texas Motor Speedway has their NASCAR race, and then the Indy car race. And it's it's a hopping time for our you and I and all these other people in the media trying to keep up with all this craziness.
5: I drove by the track today. I passed the track. Um, All Yeah, it's, it's what's today? Wednesday? Wednesday. And um, yeah. I had the what day do off. What you there? Well, I had the day off, and Craig went ahead and took the day off, and, and so we could just, sure. we, we hardly ever hang out because he's always working when I'm working. And um, uh. so we decided, I slept in. We uh, The plan initially was going to be we were going to do a bunch of s- stuff around the house and outside. <laughs> <laughs> well, I slept till mm-hmm. 11. Um, and then by the time I got up, He was playing his video games or whatever, and I'm like, nothing's going to get done. And then we just decided – our good friend Mike Benson, you know, um, he he lives in Fort Worth, and he has been telling me that I've got to get to Fort Worth and go to this barbecue place called Heim Barbecue.
6: I've heard about that place.
5: Oh, my God. And I found out that they're opening a location in Dallas this Friday right at the entrance of Love Field. So I'm stoked because that's like – 10 minutes from where i work so um
6: wow that's you know when i fly up there for the nascar races uh, i fly in the love field so um i might have a spot to stop and make a little pit stop there man if we ever get back to normalcy in this world
5: well and if not we'll we'll just drive to the one there where i went which is a right in downtown fort worth on magnolia that's the uh, original one but i had okay mike had been telling me don you have to try they have these bacon burnt ends
7: Okay. And he's like,
5: they're heaven. Yeah. And I I told him, I said, this is like over an hour drive for me to to go there. So it better be worth it. Oh, my God. Was it worth it? I have some leftovers oh, wow. here. I got these potato skins, loaded potato skins. And when I thought potato skins, I just thought normal potato skins. No. Skins. Yeah. It was like a bowl, like a big bowl full of, you know, like those cardboard bowls that you get for like Frito pies or whatever or nachos. Yeah. And- yeah, but they were just flat skins. They were literally the potato skins inside of brisket and cheese and Ooh, pico de gallo man. and oh, sauce and so good. And man. and then I mean, but the burnt ends were just on point. I can't. And then Craig got—I don't know if you saw the picture—the sandwich he got is called the snob, and it's on. Oh, this I don't think
6: it's- or, or or did I see it? I did he post it on his page or no, yours? No, I posted
5: it on my pages, and you got go to, to go look at it. I
6: back. Have to go back and look.
5: It looks like like the bread almost looks like like a ciabatta bread. You know, it's like that kind of rounded square-ish look. Yeah. But it's the bread was a jalapeno cheddar bread, and Ooh. on this sandwich, okay, ready for this? It is brisket, pulled pork, burnt ends, and jalapeno sausage, all on wow. this, and it. I mean, it's just beautiful looking. They have this other sandwich there. Mike Benson showed it to me where and it's this like a jalapeno chili or not chili, jalapeno macaroni and cheese and then the brisket and sausage and stuff on that. But there's mac and cheese on the sandwich. Wow. amazing, Mike. So I'm telling folks, if you are anywhere near Fort Worth, um, I mean, like this is like 20 minutes from I mean, it's downtown Fort Worth, but that's 20 minutes from the racetrack. Um, yeah so if you're anywhere around there or if you're staying at a hotel or something there in fort worth then get it Ubered to you or uber eats or delivery but it's heim barbecue and it is so damn worth it
6: yeah i read about it somewhere and saw something on social media and you know my barbecue buddies a couple guys that i hang around with they go all over the state for barbecue and i've been with them and we uh find these places that are hole-in-the-wall little joints that have great barbecue. So I have to put that one on my list, Don. And like I said, if I ever get back up there, you know, I was talking to Michael Johnson, our photographer friend that lives up in Amarillo and
8: Uh
6: shoots for USA Today for Texas Tech and Amarillo Globe and some other publications. And Michael was telling me this is the first time, Don, in 40 years that he hasn't been at a motorsports event during the year wow to shoot it or our spectator or anything you know he hasn't shot anything this year i mean he's done college stuff for texas tech because he shoots all of texas tech's uh, football basketball you know baseball and uh, the other sports there but but as far as auto racing and i gotta think about it you know this is the first time in 34 years for me wow that i haven't, I haven't i'm not going to make it out to a racetrack a drag strip racetrack or any place that's you know, in person, and it's first time in thirty-four years for me, and forty for Michael. So, I mean, we've talked about it. I've written stories this year, but I haven't been physically out of track. Wow! And I know, I know, I could make the the race in, in uh, this weekend at Texas if I wanted to, or but it, because of health reasons, my my own personal health that's doing doing really good now, but I had some issues earlier this year, and uh, but I just. I, it's too risky right now. And I'm with COVID 19 cases on the rise in Texas. I think it's just best that I stay at home and watch it from the seat of my chair and stay healthy and safe and stay out of all the crowds and everything. But I'm going to miss it. Well, really, sc- I'm going to miss being up there.
5: Well, excuse my French, but after the bullshit that I saw that was going oh, on okay. uh, in Ennis at the NHRA races this past weekend, and we're, we're going to talk about that, but that's exactly <laughs> why we are not going uh, yeah. i wouldn't let you mike i mean i wouldn't i don't know how i wouldn't let you but i wouldn't let you it, you know if,
8: it,
6: if i was headed to houston somehow or another i think you'd be getting in that car driving down and <laughs> me t-bone my your ass and, <laughs> and stop me for going in no you're not <laughs> no By the time i got to uh, houston you'd be there waiting for me yeah, <laughs> right. going down what do you think you're going-
5: <laughs> hi um nah no so we'll we'll discuss that but Mike you know here we we talked about this radioactive there at the beginning and it first of all I just want to lead right into what is wrong with people I mean people on social media went off about what a horrible race it was and then they start showing like clips from 2018 where there was some passing and stuff going on and I'm like okay I want to back up because Kansas and maybe it was just Kansas that that happened because I'm like, where were you people though, bitching or how many other mile and a half tracks did you see that kind of racing that they were talking about seeing in 2018 at the other tracks? Cause it wasn't going on. And I don't know, again, people are going to say you're biased cause you like Joey Logano, which I do, but it was great racing there towards the end and the, the, And Dale Jr., I'm not going to play the audio, but I invite folks to go and listen. I retweeted it and stuff, but Jr. said things, um, and I I should play the audio, but basically I'll sum up. He said some of the things that, some of the choices that Joey Logano made, he never would have thought to do, that he didn't think that he could do it, and he said he didn't feel that half or more than half of the garage would either a have the balls to do or b be able to pull off and he said honestly the driving that he saw by joey logano at the end of that race was some of the best driving he had ever seen that's big coming from dale jr who has seen a lot of races in his days growing up at the racetrack
6: yeah between his dad racing and then uh, just going, you know, and watching other racers over the years. I mean, good grief. He, he's several decades now. I mean, you know, he he was a small kid at the racetrack watching races. So Dale's what, I think 40, 40 something years old now. I'm 47. So he's
5: 46. He's a year younger
6: than me. So, you know, at least three or four decades now he's been watching racing. So he's got a lot of experience there, but yeah, um, Joey looked great and locks himself into the championship four with the kansas win and dawn uh just give you the rundown real quick for top 10 um kevin harbick finishes second alex bowman in the 88 who we're going to actually talk to tomorrow mm-hmm. we have an interview lined up with him he finishes third uh brad keselowski was keselowski was fourth kyle bush fifth place finish. Uh, sixth place was chase elliott seventh was ryan blaney eighth william byron Martin Tricks jr was ninth and rounding out the top 10 was Christopher Bell which I thought he had a good solid uh, top 10 you know finish for him and he continues to impress me this this season as well so uh, that's your top 10 and and uh, when you go further down there's some great other drivers that were you know right there as well so uh, what you know one other thing I wanted to mention I always kind of look at the stats and everything uh, lead changes 11 different drivers. Swapped the lead 17 different times. So I thought that was good. And
5: that means there the was passing.
6: Yeah, they're passing. And so the people that were saying <laughs> there wasn't a lot of passing, yes, there was. <laughs>
5: yeah, for sure. Um, but. Well, I have, I put together a little collab of, okay. of some audio there. Of course, it's the post race audio from uh, NBC. But uh, I, yeah. I just put it all together here with the. Uh, it's you're going to hear from Harvick first, then Denny Hamlin, and then Joey Logano. If uh, If you're yeah. ready to go, so if you,
6: you missed the race, this is what they said. All right, here we go.
1: What
8: more did you need to be able to get by Joey Logano?
1: Yeah uh, we just you know needed to get off of pit road first. It came down to control in that restart, and uh, we lost that lost the lead there on the restart, and wound up um, you know trying to battle. Didn't get the lead on the restart, but uh, just really really fast Jimmy John's uh, Ford Mustang. All our guys did a great job. We had a fast car and and just uh, moved all over the racetrack and we weren't the best behind somebody, Um, but you know, I had a lot of options as they made the car better towards the end of the race. So um, good run for us. Just uh, wish we wish we could have won, but
8: uh, one short. Joey just said in his interview there that he watched the mirror more than the actual road ahead of him. And we saw you trying to almost trick him at times. Is that what you were trying to do going low? And do you think there was more opportunities maybe to go low if you'd found that earlier?
1: Um, I was a little bit I was a little bit tighter low. I needed the lap cars to time out well, but uh, yeah, Joey's a good blocker. <laughs>
8: well, that sums it up. Joey was able to hold him off with those great blocks but a 15th
3: place finish for Denny Hamlin and obviously the contact with the wall is what really changed the day at that point Denny how much of the dynamic of your afternoon really flip?
2: yeah it obviously damaged the car and you can't on these tracks you can't have any uh damage on the car but i think you know actually kind of fortunate to get a couple cautions there to them on, back on the lead lap and as far as i could go with the damage that i had uh just it hurt the car so bad so um Top, you know, 15th with with that damage you know, it's the best we could probably hope for, but uh, still definitely had a race winning car today. Just uh,
8: drove it in the fence.
3: Plus 20 going to Texas and Martinsville at tech, both tracks you've won at before, obviously very good race tracks for you and the 11 team. How do you assess that moving
2: forward, Denny? We can win every week. I mean, we're we every week we're up front. So I think uh, we can win next week. We can win the week after that, and we can <laughs> win the week after that. So, not, uh, not, not too, not too worried about the, having to go out there and win because I know we can do it.
3: All right, Denny Hamlin winds up 15th here at Kansas today. Rick, you can tell what a ticket to the championship for means. A celebration for Joey Logano. You picked a great day to have a great day. First win since the pandemic. You picked a good time to do it. <laughs> but walk me through those last 40 laps. In the battle, head head up, heads up with Kevin Harvick every lap, Joey. Uh, you
2: gotta want it, man. This is uh, what an amazing team uh, this Joe Pensil team is. We, uh, oh my goodness, I'm more out. It's more time in the mirror than I was in the windshield there. But um, pit stops put us in position, got us the lead, and uh, the four is fast. <laughs> he was real fast, especially down the straightaways. He was really fast on the straightaways, and I thought if I can hold him off the first 15 laps. I have a chance, um, and actually dirty air was the best for us. As we caught lap traffic, I was able to gap ourselves uh, as he got more dirty air, and I was able to draft somebody so I a little slow down straight away. But, um, man, I'm exhausted after that, but we're going to Phoenix. We're racing for a championship again. Heck yeah. How much of that
3: was on your mind as you're battling Kevin every lap that this was your shot to make it to Phoenix?
2: Yeah, it's on your mind every lap. Uh, you know, you come into this race knowing if you could win this thing, you got an amazing advantage. The same thing happened to us in 2018 uh, when we raced for the win at Martinsville, knowing that we have two races just to battle for nothing but the, the championship. So I can't believe it. Uh, I Man, especially the way the beginning of the race is going, we're running back there, and not scoring stage points, running around 10th. And good strategy by Paul. Like I said, great pit stops. And the Shell Pencil Mustangs race for a championship in Phoenix.
5: And there you go. So all three guys, uh, you know, I mean, poised there. And, you know, Denny talks about the fact that. He feels his team, of course, can win at any of these tracks that are coming up. And he's right. They can.
6: (laughs) Um, Well, that's kind of where I wanted to go next on and ask you, you know, uh, looking at the standings right now. Joey's out front and locked into the championship four with uh, the win. Kevin Harvick, Denny Hamlin, and Brad round out the next three spots. So um, if the cut was made today, it would be those four getting in. And then you have Chase, Alex, Martin, and Kurt that are outside the, the four, top four right now. But when I look at the point standings, what I personally see with Texas and Martinsville next, I see Harvick and Hamlin winning at one of those races and possibly getting in, locking himself in maybe. And then that fourth spot is going to be the up in the air, the wild card spot, you might say does Brad get in or does chase or somebody, but that's, what's crazy about this because, you know, Alex Bowman, Martin Truex, junior Kurt Busch, um, they could win this weekend at Texas and lock them into the, to the top four, which would move everybody else down. Uh, anything can happen. So Texas is, when we talked to Eddie Gossage, I mentioned in during the interview, always, he always has said that the race at Texas is a very pivotal race, very important race, way it falls on the schedule the way it's fallen in the past for that championship for um that last race that's you know it's been at miami homestead for a long time now it's at phoenix but i think um it's gonna be very important who gets the victory this coming weekend at texas because that's going to really make a difference and but then we could have a guy that's not even in the in the playoffs when yeah, spoiler and spoiler and then everybody else is gonna have to get in on points going into martinsville mm-hmm. it's crazy let's so i mean any anything can happen this weekend and, and next weekend in martinsville
5: well you know and kurt Busch blew up um so you know they yeah. had something the break and uh, which wasn't good so he really puts a guy like himself you know in a in a must win situation so Uh, it's going to be interesting because guys are going to have to either you know they're going to have to weigh their options do I go for it is it just all out I've got to have the win or am I needing to play this close and like get as great of a finish as I can and then you know let Martinsville be my all or nothing because you know the fact of the matter is Mike is if a spoiler comes in and plays, you know, wins or, and even if, well, if a spoiler comes in and wins, it's, it's really over for, for a lot of other guys, but you know, for a guy like Brad Keselowski, I think sitting there in fourth, it's like, okay, well, what do I do? Do because he's, you know, he's in a good points place. So do you want to keep that consistency going? Are you trying for the win? Like how there's just so many different strategies. So, um,
6: You, you, you try to race in and get in on points. Or do you gamble and throw the dice and go for the the checkered flag? I mean, that's that's a that's a question that you know it's gonna be a hard question for some of these guys to answer some of these teams. I mean, I'm sure they have strategies and they're looking at, you know, what the, their strengths and weaknesses are at these tracks. And but but like I said again, I mean, I'm looking further down the field and I, you know, <laughs> Jimmy Johnson's on his way out. We've been saying all along that, you know, he's due for a win and he has many, many victories at Texas, so I could see a guy like him scoring a victory at Texas or even, uh, you know, uh, Mat- Matty D or, or Eric Amarola or William Byron, one of these other guys that has proven themselves to be there at the end. And a lot of it's going to be, you know, pit strategy and fuel fuel strategy and tires and all that at Texas. So it's, it's going to be uh, – this is going to be an interesting race this weekend, how all this plays out.
5: Well, you know, the ratings were down. Third, third consecutive week uh, here on NBC that the Cup uh, Cup Series viewership, I guess, has been down, which is which is weird. Um, and then, you know, again, we talked about this earlier. We had a lot of people discussing that they felt like it was a crappy race or whatever. And you yeah, know, I didn't see
6: that, yeah.
5: Our good friend Jeff Gluck does a question every week on you know did you think this race was good or not and and he calls it he calls it all the time when this happens whenever joey wins and even brad but it's joey mainly all of a sudden everybody starts complaining that it was a crappy race and and i have to agree with them that i wonder sometimes how much of it is who wins the race on how people feel the you know if it's a good race or not you know is there is the is their reality skewed a little bit because maybe a driver that they like didn't win or whatnot. So, because that was great racing there towards, I, I thought the whole race was really good. I did too. So, uh, Mike, I was looking, I know this could be more for like our preview deal for, for Texas, but, um, one of the things that came into play there in Kansas was it was cold and it was windy, um, yeah, they weren't. Ex- you know, I don't know if they were expecting that or not, but I was just going to tell you. And again, this can change. But according to weather dot com, uh, Friday here uh, in our weather has been really all over the place up here in North Texas, but for Friday at Justin, where the track is located, okay, um, seventy-one for the high, forty-five for the low, with a sixty-degree ch- or 60 sixty percent chance of rain. Saturday, sixty-three for the high, fifty-five for the low, no rain in the forecast. Sunday, eighty-two for the high, fifty-two for the low, ten percent chance of rain. And that's and- pretty
6: nice for Sunday.
5: Well, and I tell you, Mike, they get lucky because then come Monday and the rest of the week, it's at least forty percent chance of thunderstorms. So they better hope that that doesn't kind of (laughs) try to move its way up uh, a little bit sooner. But you know, it's it's, you're all over the place again. You're cold in the mornings, and then going up to eighty-two. So that means the track's going to track temperature is going to be in the high nineties, at least. You know, probably so. It it will definitely make for interesting racing. and But we'll talk about more of that here in our Texas preview uh, in a little bit. But, Mike, um, NASCAR news. There was a lot of NASCAR news.
6: Well, yeah, it's a busy week so far. And, and today we're recording. It's Wednesday night uh, around 9 o'clock and uh, three days into the week here. And, man, a lot of stories are broken, including some big ones today.
5: Yep. So uh, we we're finally able to break the news. And it's so funny because it's been like – you know we've kind of we've kind of had a an idea and and you know yes no and uh thought it could happen yesterday but it ended up being all tucked away late at night and announced this morning uh so the big news i guess today we'll start with the latest silly season this week was just crazy yeah. again so um eric jones eric jones will now uh take over next year in that 43 car and i tell you mike a lot of there's different ways of looking at it. And I talked with our good friend, Philippe Lopez, competition director there with RPM, who was going to try and come on tonight and wasn't able to to get him on. But I'm sure things are kind of busy there <laughs> at the moment. Um, yeah. But I had asked him, I said, you know, Pilo, I'm not trying to like, insult you or anybody else, but How do I look at this? Is this a step back for Eric Jones, you know, leaving JGR and and then going to RPM? That's kind of struggled as far as sponsorship goes. Now, they will have some sponsors that stay. I've been told of a couple. I don't want to say, though, because I don't know if they've said that yet or not. So I I won't say. But a couple of people that are with them now currently are are staying Um, and then they'll work on some more. But he told me this. He's like, absolutely not. He said, that's not how we look at it. Because I told him, I said, I I can see the positives where instead of being the third tier guy or the fourth tier guy or whatever, third tier guy at Joe Gibbs, now he is a single car guy. It's all on him. you know. So he gets to stand out. And again, if this team has the money behind them, which is the only thing that has been lacking, it wasn't lack of driver ability. It wasn't anything else. It's money. But if he if they get the money behind them, then I can see where this would be could be a good thing. And he said, absolutely. He, he said we are looking at it as from the standpoint of Eric Jones coming in. He's young, he's hungry, he is extremely talented driver. And you know if they can get everything going the way that they feel they're going, his exact words were, "This will be the." Um, resurgence i guess it was the word that he used yeah. of rpm of richard petty motorsports
6: good. good i hope i hope it is because they're a great organization and you kind of root for the underdog sometime well you know, especially the guy
5: since they were on their way pretty much you you and i know this i mean they were literally week to week close to closing
6: yeah it could have closed at any, any moment and um but eric's the kind of guy we saw him you know don moving up trucks Xfinity and everything else that he competed in he, he's got a lot of talent he knows how to drive a car he knows how to win he's won in Texas before another series and he um heck he, he was one of the kids that I mean, right out of high school got his I think he got his diploma there on stage and graduated I was just uh, about to ask you that
5: it was at Texas
6: wasn't yeah. it yeah it was Eric Eric was one of the many Cole Custer was one too I believe mm-hmm. and uh, I uh, I enjoyed writing those stories back then and Putting the pictures up on the on the website, but I really think that this is a good move, and um, I, I hope it's uh, hope he does well. I hope they can land some sponsors and get some more money and attention, and um, it, it might move him in the right direction. And you know, Eric, this might be a good fit for Eric after what he's where he's been here lately so
5: well i agree and he was on this week on sirius xm with the godfather dave moody and and they talked a little bit about first of all you know how how this all came to fruition and then um as well you know how how does he feel going into this um is is he hungry to try to you know, maybe make a point and show people, you know, is there, does he feel yeah. like he's got a, is he going in with a chip on his shoulder? Uh, let's listen to, to what he had to tell Dave Moody this week.
0: I'm sure you've known uh, what's coming for a little longer than we've known what was coming, but it, it's got to be good to finally have it out there and be able to talk publicly about your future in the game.
1: Yeah, it's, it's nice. You know, you don't have to answer the questions anymore or, you know, <laughs> kind of put it to the side. Uh, so it's nice to have everything announced and done. and uh you know, it's it's been in the works, yeah, like you mentioned, for a couple of weeks, but it's it, uh, it's definitely a different feeling once you get everything out there and done. So excited about that, and uh, you know, really excited to start to get to work on uh, on next year.
0: Not that it really matters after everybody's agreed to go to the prom together, but who courted who on this deal, Eric? Uh,
1: you know, RPM actually got a hold of us, and and I thought that was uh, I thought that was really cool, and and one of the reasons that I was was really interested to go there is that they reached out, and uh, you know, after their seat opened up, and and uh, we started to talk a little bit about what the options were over there, so. Uh that was cool. You know, it's uh it's always nice when a team reaches out to you and you know for sure that uh, you know you're wanted there and that uh they want to work with you and, and grow with you and bring you into uh into their fold.
0: Do you feel like you you go into next year and I don't mean this in any any negative way whatsoever, but but that you go in with for lack of a better term, a chip on your shoulder saying, "I need to show people that 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 the people that have written me off to any degree at all have made a bad decision."
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely feel like I do a little bit. I, I think you go into next year and you know say, "Hey, I'm 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 here to stay. I'm not really going anywhere," and and I feel like we can go out and, and both do that together, you know, as a group. So, um, you know, I've definitely felt that way since uh, you know I, I was let go a couple of months ago that. You know, I was confident I could find another opportunity at the cup level and continue to go out and compete there and, and felt like that I had, you know, earned my spot there and, and had had been a proven winner. I just need the right pieces in place and the right things in place to continue to go out and do that. And uh, I think there is the opportunity there to go out and contend for wins with RPM. There's there's races and tracks next year that we're gonna go out and I feel like we're gonna be really strong and I think both of us are going to go into, you know, with a little bit of that feeling, you know, of the, the chip on your shoulder and trying to go out and prove people wrong. So I think that's going to be a good thing, though, for, for both of us.
5: So, yeah, basically, Mike, that's exactly what he says is uh, we're ready. I mean, you know, I'm going in with a chip on my shoulder, uh, with feeling like I've got something that I, you know, I want to prove. Uh, RPM feels the same way that they've got stuff that they want to prove. And I think it's a win-win for both both parties involved.
6: My mama always said, Mike, change is good sometimes, you know,
4: sometimes you, you got to make a
6: change and it's good for good for all. So that was, that's her. She still says that to this day. Sometimes, you know, like when I retired from teaching, she said, you know, change is good. <laughs> she was right. <laughs> I thought
5: there for a minute thought, you were about to go Forrest Gump and you know, that life's like a box of chocolates. or something.
6: Well, it is. <laughs> it is.
5: That was awesome. All right.
6: No, no, no but I agree I, with I, you. I, I think um, it's good for all the everybody in that team, that party there, and um, I think this could, good things could come out of all this. So we'll just have to wait and see, but you know, nothing wrong with what they're doing, or gonna, or at least gonna try.
5: Uh, well, we had an, another earlier announcement during the week was. Chase Briscoe, named driver of the number 14, uh, because, again, the week before, we again, we knew Clint Boyer had announced that he would be retiring at the end of the season. So Chase will move up, and he will take over that 14 car, uh, which is, I think is a great move. Um, Tony's always been a huge fan of, of Chase Briscoe's and has really been pushing in him throughout his his career, so... Um,
6: I-, I think it's a great move, Don, and I believe he's on the uh, Dale Junior download this week. I think Dale had him on uh, Monday or Tuesday or whatever. They just that I saw the podcast just roll out on my from my iTunes uh, on my uh, it's saved on my um, my iPad. I guess I haven't listened to it yet. I caught the one uh, the previous week, but um, but so I'm looking forward to hearing that. But I think yeah, Chase here's another driver, Don, moving up, hungry tarman proving himself in the xfinity series great season over there right now uh moving over into a, with stewart haas racing going to be racing with kevin and and eric and the guys over there so i think um that's a good move and i you know we kind of hate to see clint go but um i think he'll do well in the 14 and the good things are going to happen to that organization in 2021
5: You know, one of the things, Mike, and I guess this could have went back into our Kansas review as well, but um, it can kind of still fall into our NASCAR news. Basically, NASCAR has kind of came out this week and said they didn't realize, and I don't know how they didn't realize it if they were listening to the broadcast, but they didn't realize how extensive the audio issues were that chase elliott was having with his crew and uh throughout the race and that they, maybe they should have acted because the rule is is you have to be in communication you have to be able yeah. to be with a spotter or your pit crew i mean your uh oh, yeah. crew chief or something and he couldn't hear anything there for a while and so chase i think Got away, I mean, escaped big time because I mean, he honestly, if they didn't, they could have forced him to come down and fix it, and if they didn't fix it, then park him for the race. So, I mean, that would have been a huge blow.
6: Well, he finished six, you know, and and had had to, he had to come in for a radio change or a battery change or whatever they had to do, he would not have had a top ten finish like that. So, and with the playoffs right now that's huge so that could be a huge you know factor in the way all this plays out in the next couple weeks so yeah you brought you bring up a darn good point
5: well um we were talking about eric jones going to rpm well again you know we all know of course from a week or so ago bubba wallace will be going there with michael jordan and denny hamlin to their new team and we got a little bit closer this week to we think knowing what the team name could be and the number which it wasn't really a surprise but we are pretty sure the number is going to be the 23 car um oh yeah and they let's see (laughs) a company called 23 xi is actually what it um well actually it's um it was twenty three one one Racing LLC in North Carolina, a company of Jump DC, recently filed a trademark application for the number twenty three and the name twenty three XI Racing on the application, um, and that basically is a company that uh, it lists the Sachs Group and Jordan as the client, and um, of course. Twenty-three would be for Michael Jordan. The XI, the Roman numerals are eleven. So the twenty three that is. Yeah, and (laughs) eleven. So that's what they think it's going to be is twenty-three XI racing and the twenty-three cars. I kinda like
6: that. That, the way that sounds seen,
5: i've seen some markups of cars that people have done like on um racing and stuff and they've got the jordan air jordan logo there on the car in like the ca- carolina color you know kind of bluish color and stuff and it's really cool looking so um i don't
6: um, know wasn't the wasn't it ford uh, not ford lincoln like the lincoln mark x or whatever the mark four uh, or you know the the way they had the cars there for a while the names i always thought that was interesting you know like mark like the the word in the roman numeral Mm -hmm. or yeah i like that it's yeah um
5: the other big news and
6: like joe gibbs racing yeah no i like it you know throw some numbers and letters and make it make it interesting make it different
5: well, here's what's cool, Mike, too. I, I mean, uh-huh. the, the number of new teams that we've got coming into these series is yeah. really, really cool.
6: Like I said a while ago, change is good sometimes.
5: Yep. The other big news for the week. Uh, okay, well, two things. One, Dale Earnhardt Jr. and Amy yeah. had their baby, their, their other baby girl. Good. So. Nicole- yeah, talk about her
6: name. I thought that was really, really cool.
5: Nicole Lorraine. Is her yeah. name? Yeah. So I think they talked about how they came up with it, but I can't remember.
6: One of them is named is was the middle name of Dale's mom. Uh huh. And is the other one the middle name of Amy or Amy's mom or something? I or don't remember
5: it, but it was something, something cool like that.
6: Something like that. Yeah, I know. Yeah. They they took it from family names. Well, they put it together. I, I I liked it. I liked the way it sounded.
5: I did too. So the other big news, and again, it goes back to the Silly Season talk, is Kyle Larson being reinstated by NASCAR. And NASCAR, let's see, I wanted to go back because, give me a second. I'm going to pause right there because I want to pull up.
6: And while you're doing that, I'm going I'm to mention something. I mentioned the Dale Jr. download. Dawn, I'm not sure if you saw the episode with Hank Parker Jr.
5: Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I did not.
6: Check that out. And anybody it was really listening. it really funny. He's really good. He's a good, really good friend of Dell Jr.'s, and they talked about some crazy stuff they did as kids. But um, Hank Parker Jr., you know, his dad was a uh, – I think, I think I got the last name right. I think it's Parker Jr. Mm-hmm. Um, his dad was a famous uh, f- a fisherman, you know, who could compete in these bass tournaments and had a TV show and everything. But, uh, but uh, there's some great, great stories that they told. But um, Hank is – he raced for a while. And he and he had some really interesting, which I forgot all about, that he had raced and had a real bad crash at Texas and actually got a like a really bad concussion there and everything. And I'd forgotten about that because he ran the truck series there for a while. But uh, it's just a great, great podcast. So if you like old stuff that goes back to you know the old days of racing and the heyday of the nineties and early two thousands, that's a it's an episode worth listening to. Uh, I think you really like it cool. anyway.
5: Well, no, I I found what I was looking for. So, um I wanted to to read the statement by NASCAR, uh their reinstatement of uh Kyle Larson. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, and we
6: we kind of figured this was going to happen.
5: Yeah, yeah, we we did. And so NASCAR basically said NASCAR continues to prioritize diversity and inclusion and across our across our sport. Kyle Larson has fulfilled the requirements set by NASCAR and has taken several voluntary measures to better educate himself so that he can use his platform to help bridge the divide in our country. Larson's indefinite suspension has been lifted. Under the terms of his reinstatement, he will be cleared to return to all NASCAR racing activities effective January 1st, 2021. Um, And then Kyle Larson went on to make a statement say he is truly grateful to everyone at NASCAR and appreciative of their process the work he, he says the work I've done over the last six months has had a major impact on me I will make the most of this opportunity and I look forward to the future. And Mike, with that said, you and I both saw this week, again, this is two weeks in a row, we're going to use an interview from CBS This Morning, Gil King on yeah. CBS This Morning. And I love that all of a sudden, I'm like, of, of all the, the places, you know, CBS This Morning doing this, but they got the first exclusive interview with Kyle Larson. And now this was before the news broke. This was him asking, It was it was in reference to him asking to be reinstated. But he sat down with the great uh, James Brown, CBS's uh, James Brown. And I thought that the, the interview was powerful. Uh, they talked with some folks from the Urban League that he, Urban yeah. Racing League and stuff that he oh. has been mentoring and, being, and has been a part of for years. And, uh, and that includes young racers, the owners of it who are African American as well. And it was just such a great interview and powerful interview. I wanted to play it, and, um, I, and you agreed. You thought that we should play it. So yeah. let's, uh, let's listen to that real quick. And, and it, again, this came out before the news of him being, being reinstated, but it was after he asked NASCAR to reinstate him, if that makes
7: sense. Correct. All right, here we go. For the first time, we were hearing from race car driver Kyle Larson following his highly publicized suspension from NASCAR. Back in April, Larson was fired from his racing team for using a racial slur during a public virtual racing event. In his first TV interview, Larson speaks with CBS News special correspondent James Brown about race in America, those he has hurt, and why he is hoping for a second chance.
8: I know deep down I'm not a racist. I said a a racist word, and. I can fully understand why people would label me a racist.
0: Larson trying to clear him!
4: Kyle Larson, the 28-year-old six-time NASCAR winner, is one of the sport's rising stars. But back in April of this year, Larson was heard using the N-word while speaking on headset during a virtual racing event.
1: You can't hear me? Hey, Kyle, you're talking to everyone,
4: bud. What prompted you calling your friend, who is white, who was a spotter for you, why did you call him the N-word?
8: I had raced with him in Australia, and, and you know, the group that we were with kind of used the word casually as a, as a greeting. You know, I didn't use it in a way to you know, degrade or, or insult anyone.
4: Now, when you say that it's kind of a term of endearment or it wasn't meant to be offensive, how is it that it's in use, and no matter what the circle, and people don't take offense at it?
8: You know, it's not my word to use. You, I need to get it out of my vocabulary, and I have. Larson's world quickly unraveled. He was fired from his
4: racing team, lost his sponsors, and suspended indefinitely from NASCAR. What does the word mean to you? What did it mean to you then? What does it mean to you now?
8: I guess I didn't think of of how it took African Americans, and and probably in their thoughts, took them back to, you know slavery and things like that and injustice and stuff that they have had to work is so hard to overcome.
5: Okay, this is the Kyle that I know. This is the Kyle who said this. Now which one is real?
4: Michelle and Anthony Martin are the co-founders of Philadelphia's Urban Youth Racing School, an organization that connects young people of color with the racing industry. Larson has been involved with the program for years. As divisive as the rhetoric is at the public level in the square, if you will, Michelle, many people wouldn't step up, you and your husband, to be supportive in a situation like this at a time like this. Mm -hmm. Why were you supporting Kyle Larson publicly?
5: I had the opportunity to meet with Kyle face to face after it happened. One of the things and looking in his eyes for
7: the sincerity was, are you sorry that you got caught? Or are you really sorry that this happened? With our very first conversation post the N-word situation was the fact that he wanted to learn.
4: It was, it was, it was very emotional because I, I, I look up to him a lot. Jasir Fisher knows Kyle Larson well. The 18-year-old mechanical engineering student connected with Larson during his time at the racing school, and the two met face-to-face this summer to talk about what happened. When it happened, and it just had me thinking, like, as a
1: African-American male, a lot of people in America see me as that word, and, like, for somebody like him to say that, it was, like, nothing, nothing less than heartbreaking. And
4: for him to, like, speak to me, it gave me more reassurance that I can still look up to him and trust him. You said when most people in America probably look at you as being that N word. Yes. You wanted to make sure that he wasn't thinking the same thing about you. Yes. Why should anyone believe that there's been a significant and real change in your heart?
8: I understand, you know, people who might not know me, um, you know, if they might not believe it or think I'm just checking the box, and, you know, I I feel like I've definitely grown more in these last, you know, six months than I have in the 28 years I've been alive.
4: Had you given serious thought to if racing with NASCAR were to not be in your future, would there be too steep a price to pay for you?
8: I don't think it would be too steep of a price to pay. You know, what I said was extremely hurtful, and I would fully understand if I was never allowed to race another NASCAR race again, but I hope, you know, I will get that opportunity to race uh, with them, with that platform, I think I could, you know, do some good things.
7: James, you know, I have to say, I appreciate his apology. I also appreciate the fact that he sat down with you. Last time I checked, you are a black man, and he's looking at you face to face with a word that's very hurtful, and it did not seem to be an awkward conversation between the two of you.
4: Gail, he really has owned the problem. He's embraced it. He's looking to make positive changes. Uh, look, I discern the young man's heart. Yeah. And um, I think he's the real deal. Go ahead, Gail.
7: He said he's gone through a rehabilitation process over the last six months. What does that mean exactly? What does that include? And what do you make of that?
4: So uh, he's gone through sensitivity training, he's gone through diversity inclusion training, he's gone down to the Legacy Museum. Uh, a Memorial in uh, Montgomery, Alabama. Look, and he's done all of this and a lot more out of the public spotlight, sitting down with people like Jackie Joyner-Kersee, uh, the former executive with Def Jam, Kevin Lyles. He's made all the right moves. At the end of the day, it's whether or not there's a heart change. I discern it because if people are doubting whether or not he should get reinstated, which is up to NASCAR, the fact of the matter is, we know people cannot consistently perform in a manner that is inconsistent with who they really are. His body of work suggests that he's really the real deal. All
7: right. Second chances. You know, where you live in a cancel culture, it's good to see that he's making an effort. Thank you very much, James Brown. Always yeah. good to see you. All right, Mike. Yeah, I mean.
6: Yeah, it's a great interview. I, and James Brown, I mean, James James is a great. I, I, I always have enjoyed listening to him on TV, and he does, he puts together some great stories as well.
5: Yeah. And, and the fact that he. Both him and Gail, you know, but he says, you know, he thinks he's the real deal. He thinks Kyle Larson yeah. is the real deal. Um, and you know, Mike, I think it's a powerful thing because we used to always talk, or the way I was brought up, and I, I know you as well, that you know, you 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 want people to learn from their mistakes and grow and and turn their mistake into a positive, you know, or something that, you know, they can educate and and grow from. And yeah. I know there's a lot of people out there that will argue and say, no, you know, this, this, this. I feel like if you knew, if you listened, if you, you know, everything is so heightened nowadays, right? Oh. Well, and so about- it, it was huge because it was heightened. You go back and you listen to him and while he says, you know, there was no excuse Some of that, for is
6: the, some of that unfortunately, I have to admit, is the media's fault for yeah. doing it.
5: Yeah, it's true. Yeah. I mean, it is true, but, you know, it's. Yeah. The media is only going to report what's out there, what we as people give them, you know, or put out there. So, um, you know, and that's that's basically what what had happened. But he has done a lot of things behind the scenes with no media following him. and And he could have he could have made a big spectacle of this. And, you know, yeah. and he yeah. didn't. He did a lot of these things behind the scenes. No one knew about it till after that was done. And I think it's huge. And he did things that even NASCAR didn't ask him to do. I mean, he did them for himself to personally grow and learn, and and hopes to not make the same mistake. And I mean, this is also coming from a guy that is a minority himself. So a lot of
6: people don't realize that,
5: right? Um, and I think they,
6: they do when they hear stories like we just heard, mm-hmm. interviews like that. They find out that way sometimes, but. A lot of the general public, they hear Kyle Larson, that sounds like a regular old white boy's name, you know. Mm
5: -hmm. They don't
6: they don't know the background of him and his parents and everything. So
5: well, and he same
6: thing thing with Bubba Wallace, right? I I had people I didn't realize he he was you know black.
5: Well, isn't that funny that remember our our (laughs) Bernard Pollard (laughs) walks by a TV and he hears the name Bubba Wallace and immediately he goes to the thought. Is that a brother on there? And you know, remember that's what he told us. And I'm thinking to myself, when I think NASCAR, I guess you know you hear the. So I guess in in black culture, the name Bubba is a nickname that is is used a lot. You know, but at the same time, then people use it as a stereotype kind of name for for hillbilly NASCAR folks. You know, old Bubba's out there. Wa- you know. <laughs>
6: Bubba over there wearing his overalls. Exactly.
5: So I always thought it was kind of funny that he said that because I'm like, wow, I would not have. I mean, that's too complete. But again, it's how we all look at things through our own, you know, glasses or whatever our upbringing. So um,
6: Bubba wearing overalls, John Deere tractor hat and chewing on a piece of straw. <laughs>
5: but well, you know, and the thing is, is Larson, you and I talked about this when this all first went down. He, we've, we've spoken with him, well, I, back at Texas, I, I, th- I think a while back. But we actually, last year, we talked with one of his best friends, um, yeah. who is, of course, black or uh, half black uh, driver over on the NHRA side of things. Yeah, and sure
6: did, JR Todd.
5: Yeah, and so, um, yeah. and JR, we talked about, you know, h- him being such good friends with, with uh, Kyle Larson and stuff in the past. And Kyle Larson talks about, he he goes on in other interviews and stuff and talks about the fact that, you know, J.R. Todd is one of the guys that he immediately went to and talked with, and some of his other black friends, you know, he felt he had to go and apologize to. Bubba Wallace was another one um, he had immediately sent messages out to. He has apologized to crew members, African-American crew members in NASCAR. And, Mike, when the announcement came out, overwhelmingly i saw nothing but support bubba wallace was one of the first ones on there but a lot of crew members that uh that we know were up there saying i'm guys who have been pitted his cars before saying i know this guy and you know it was an unfortunate situation but we're so glad to have him back and i'm so glad that he's on this journey
6: people people make mistakes and i think that he deserves second chances you know
5: Let's move on from it. We, we're trying to move on. And, and again, I think everything, it was just so heightened because of where we are right now as a country um, that I'm hoping that this is one of those things, Mike, where a positive can be between NASCAR's coming, positive
6: out, coming out of a negative.
5: Exactly. And this has been a big year for NASCAR. And NASCAR has really taken a lot of heat from their old fan base and whatnot and i i tell well, you you had
6: the confederate flag issue mm-hmm. you had this issue you had the news issue you had you know the mul- multi multitude of things um COVID 19 altered schedule races you know rearranged and t- you know two races that you know on a weekend and and but hell we're getting the season in it's hard to believe with all the stuff going on in 2020 oh and uh, yeah let me finish this and all all the stuff going on in 2020 um and everything else nascar is going to be one of the series and you know look at our sports you might say that actually is going to get it done i think Mm -hmm. get the whole thing done they are gonna get all the races in
5: with very limited limited cases or well at least that's been reported <laughs> that we know so yeah
6: we know <laughs> and, and by the way delernard jr going back to that real quick his daughter is named you said nicole lorraine nicole comes from amy's middle name mm-hmm. and lorraine comes from Dell jr's mom's his late mom's middle name so that's that's uh, that's the official word there from him perfect quoted in people magazine
5: <laughs> well and his birthday he had just had his birthday too because um his birthday yes, is did. october uh, early october i think october 5th or something like that so um all right well mike uh nhra news oh, so man. again we were in innis texas last weekend at a i'm gonna go ahead and just say it looked like a daggum super spreader trump super spreader event mm-hmm. and the ironic thing is is you know i get a picture from you um to show me at the time and I looked and no. my jaw yeah. fell to the floor because the funniest part is and it's not funny. It pissed me off, but the most ironic part of the picture is there's all these people. I mean, and I don't know why they're standing around the fence. They're next to each other all in the stands. And there's a sign right there in the middle of them that talks about masks being required and also Social distancing six feet apart, and there's like maybe three people with mask on. (laughs) Mike's got the picture, and everyone is like shoulder to shoulder, and and I mean it's just it was insane.
6: Yeah, it says it says please practice. It says Texas Motorplex COVID nineteen. Please practice social distancing, and it's got a big six and two people you know spread apart, and right above it and all around the picture it's on the sign going up going up the bleachers there's just big big groups of people no one social distance row after row after row of people and right below it are people that are one two three four five six deep at the fence basically you might say and um yeah that's pretty funny um they were supposed to be at 50%. I was told there a crowd of 15,000 Saturday and Sunday. And um, so it's going to be interesting to see uh, how many of those people, if it spreads around. A lot of them, a lot of them were not wearing masks. Masks were, were required uh, unless you were eating or drinking or sitting in an area that you had six feet around you. These people didn't.
5: And you have and- to scream to talk to each other at this place.
6: Oh yeah. I mean, yeah.
5: you know, it, it doesn't matter. It it has to it has to go to that. But I was pissed, Mike. I mean, I'm not even gonna lie. I was pissed because this is up here where in the area that I live in, the numbers are already God. going God. up. The
6: numbers are so high.
5: Um, it pissed me. I was disappointed in the in the facility. After going last season with you there and and having such a positive experience, I was yeah. really disappointed, especially too because we just came off of a conversation that we had last week with eddie gossage preparing for texas motor speedway's deal and yeah. you know it seems like at texas motor speedway they're very strict about the yeah,
6: we're, we're gonna find out yeah what it, how strict it is really this weekend i mean they did a pretty good job back in july well, when they did the makeup race
5: let me tell you i was pissed remember w- during our talk with eddie at what i saw at the cotton bowl which was oh yeah crap but i will tell you my bosses went um, last week to the Dodgers Braves, one of the Dodgers Braves games there at, at um, what is it? Glo-
4: Globe, Life. Globe, Globe, yeah, at, yeah, at the
5: new, f- and they literally have seats taped together. There is no way to pull the seat down.
6: Yeah, yeah. so
5: they it's are different. social distanced, and you don't have yeah. a choice. So,
6: well, I will tell you, the, the first home Aggie football game for Texas A and M, they weren't. They have all these protocols that the NCAA has to follow and everything. It's mandatory this, mandatory that. They weren't those, those college kids at, at Texas A&M. I love it. My love the Aggies. My daughter just graduated there, but they did not follow anything, nor did they enforce it.
5: Yeah, no. And I was
6: cool. like, this is this is crazy. But going back to the drag races, uh, man, we had a great weekend in drag racing at the Texas Motorplex.
5: So if you died of COVID, at least you got to see some damn good
6: racing. <laughs> you to, at least you're going out. I tell you what, Dawn, First off, the weather was fantastic, mm-hmm. and uh, Friday nights races were the some of the sportsman classes, and they did um, time trials and um, qualifying runs and everything. But they just were throwing down record times in in some of those classes because the 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 air was it, it was really. No, very little humidity. Cool, like it, mid fifties. Light winds, and that just creates ideal racing conditions for these cars. Saturday, the same thing. I mean, um, the qualifying sessions during the day it warmed up a little bit on Saturday, but same thing. The, the temperatures were still cool enough to produce some record runs, and we had some just some great racing. Erica Enders and Matt Smith had some makeup races the the two weeks before up in gateway uh, at the uh, it's called worldwide technology raceway. Now there's, you know, the, they have the, the oval up there. And they also, I uh, think they have a, uh, they have a quarter mile drag strip and everything real nice facility up there. Uh, they, um, they did not get the uh, pro stock and pro stock motorcycle races finished because the weather was getting too windy and, and, they were had some issues with the crosswinds and the guys. They didn't want them blown off the bikes and all that. So they started the the event, but didn't get through all the uh, uh, elimination rounds. So they went ahead and finished that those those races at the Texas Motorplex Saturday. And Eric Enders ended up getting the win in um, Pro Stock, and then uh, Matt Smith gets the, the the victory in Pro Stock motorcycle. His wife Angie runs. 200 miles an hour down the track and makes the Denzo 200 mile an hour club. It's a, uh, this is like, uh, started last year, I believe there's so many spots to make the club. So the first eight or 10 riders to get in, break the 200 mile an hour. These guys normally run once 197, 198, 199, but to get hit 200 is real hard on these motorcycles, the way they, they got them um, the, the rules and everything. But uh, Angie runs, Two hundred uh, and some odd change, and and gets in, and then the very next run or two, it was his, uh, uh, her husband Matt, who was finishing up the the race. He runs from the Gateway. He runs down the track, runs the, just as fast, and and and, and he he um, he was already in, but he ran it again, and then he uh, also won the um, the makeup race there, mm-hmm. and then he. Um, qualified number one for the, for the Sunday event. So some great stuff happened, but what, I, what I'm getting at. So Matt, it takes over the points lead. He's on top of the world. His wife just ran. She ran number. She was the second fastest qualifier. She makes the 200 mile an hour club there. There have all the sets to celebrate come Sunday. Matt brings the bike up. He's the first rider out there to make the rundown. And, um, can't get the bike started oh, no. he's the okay. points leader going into the sunday finals and cannot get the bike started and they did everything they could and the other guy you don't have so much time and if you don't get it started they'll they'll run the other guy down the track the other guy ran down the track and won won the race matt is out first round wow you go from hero to zero <laughs> and um and so anyway uh, it was just a great race and but we had this day Race after round after round is close finishes. I mean, by one thousandth of a second and everything. But in in the long run, you were there last year, you saw the father-son battle with Steve Torrance and his dad Billy. And Billy won last year. Well, they had a kind of a rematch, you might say. Um they've they've run before and raced each other uh since then. But Steve Torrance, right there in front of all his hometown Capco boys. All the Capco people. Steve gets the win in Top Fuel. Um, Jack uh, Jack Beckman gets the win in, in Funny Car. Matt Harford and uh, gets the win in Pro Stock, and then Jerry Savoie, the Alligator Farmer. Now this guy is an old guy, like in his sixties, and he from he's from Louisiana down there in the Cajun. You probably remember when Jerry uh-huh. came in, remember? Uh-huh. The old, he's the older guy. He's got that Louisiana Cajun accent. He hasn't won a race on since last year at the motorplex when you were there mm-hmm. and jerry comes comes back and, and wins this year again <laughs> so it was great and he, he broke down he was all emotional and everything <laughs> and and uh, but it was just a great weekend of racing and then the, to wrap it up here um they uh, the series goes to houston to baytown this, this weekend for the, we had the fall nationals last week. Well, and guess what? We're going to have the spring nationals. <laughs> we go from fall <laughs> to spring in one week. Wow. Crazy. So we're going to, we're going to have the spring nationals. Uh, that race was supposed to be held back in April and uh, because of COVID-19 the shutdown. but because Texas is one of the States they can race in right now and have fans, uh, they're going to make that race up and then they're going to wrap it up the week after out in Las Vegas. So we're almost done with the, uh, with the series and, uh, But I tell you what, it was great. And I bought the, I got the TV, the NHRA TV package, which you get all the audio and video feed from the, from the, basically from what the TV is doing. But you get the whole day. So it's just like being there. You hear the announcer, you see all the stuff they're doing, like opening ceremonies. You get all that stuff uninterrupted, basically. $18.99 for the whole weekend. It's a great package. So I'll be doing the same thing this weekend. camping out in front of the tv watching drag racing so it's i love it
5: well it sounded like uh yeah it definitely sounded like it was a, a a good fun event uh i just sure. wish people would have been a little bit uh, and i
6: think peggy llewellyn was there really and i think i saw i'm almost positive she was there uh hanging out uh maybe saturday maybe sunday too we'll have to go back and look at her social media but i remember liking a couple of things and thinking oh peggy's there mm. uh, I wish we could get her back on a bike. She's yeah. a good friend of ours and a good friend of yours, and we've had her on the show. She was the first African-American woman to ever went on a pro-stock motorcycle.
5: She was the first African-American woman to win in any major motorsports uh, yeah. deal. So, yeah. yeah.
6: Um, and what a great lady. What a great, great lady. And, and san antonio didn't she? she's from the southeast side over there i grew up grew with up. her
5: i went i mean we went to school together when uh, at pecan valley elementary school fifth grade and yep. then through high school so
6: east central grad
5: so. yep. all right mike well before we move on uh and, and this will kind of be previewing as well like you said they'll be in houston so uh i i wanted to do it but i wasn't prepared so in honor of steve torrance's win oh yeah oh. There we go,
6: and if you go to to Steve Torrance's, I believe this is Instagram or or Facebook page or maybe Twitter, that they, they put a series of pictures up and when there's a short video and there's all the guys around the train horn and they're 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 honk, honking that, uh, pulling that lever and letting down horn go off again. So it was great. Crazy. That's, that's a classic thing that they do. So here at the drag races and torrents win, you hear the train coming, that's, that's the torrents train. So, <laughs> uh,
5: well, this week we will wrap up the IndyCar car season. Uh, they're in St. Pete. It's a three-way race, uh, race between three-way, let me try that again. It's a race between <laughs> three guys, I should say. We've got Scott Dixon up there along with
6: uh, uh, Joseph Newgarden yes, and, Colton, and Colton. I've got James I
5: Hinchcliffe in my head. Why? Uh, yes. So let's try that again. So between Scott Dixon and...
6: Joseph Newgarden uh-huh. and
5: Colton, Colton and Herder. Yep, there we go. So, uh, and and how do, what do we decide on the point? Still, is this a double points or points and a half? Uh, uh,
6: I think it's double points. I believe uh, I need to look through. I I know it's. Uh, I should know this. I'm looking at the fact sheet right here, seeing if the if it mentions anything about that. But um, I will have to say, uh, Joseph Newgarden is the defending uh, winner at the Saint pete uh grand prix he won last year and so he's got um some will willpower. got the, the pole last year but um this is going to be a great race it's a great street course Don, in saint pete now I, I mentioned this before it's a 100 lap 180 mile race and um i'll have all the facts fast facts up on the my website racedaysa.com. but this is a 1.8 mile 14 turn it's on a temporary street course it goes clockwise mm-hmm. through the downtown area of st pete including one section of a they use part of a runway at a little airport there and um it's a great little track it's it's challenging as well and uh these guys will uh qualify on saturday 8 p.m. Uh, Eastern. It's a tape delayed. Actually, the race is Sunday at 2:30 Eastern. NBC live, so they're going to be on the big network. The uh, qualifying is going to be on NBCSN. And um, but they, if you have the NBC Gold live streaming uh, package, if you subscribe to that, you can see the qualifying, all the practice sessions, and the qualifying and everything on that Gold Pass. That's that's worth getting to, uh, from what I understand. If you or a open wheel racer there's a lot of information on indycar.com as well and you can also list it on indycarradio.com they have the the radio call on that there as well
5: and it is only paying regular points this weekend so that okay, makes it but even regular harder points
6: race. Mm-hmm. okay i thought it was a points and a half or i know the last nhra drag race i believe is points and a half out in las vegas so maybe that's where i was getting it from well they
5: used to do it they used to pay oh points, yeah you know so i but i guess because of covid and everything else so it's mm-hmm. they're just doing it this way so
6: and looking at i think it's really uh going to come down between uh uh, Dixon and new garden. I know hurt has got a chance, but you never know. I mean, these guys could wreck early in the race, uh, get turned around and get knocked out. And, um, you know, you could have Colton Herta as your champion. So you just never know with this, but this is the, um, this is always a good race. This race is normally held in March, but because of COVID, well, they actually, they were there set up, ready to have the event, just like the drag racers were in Gainesville and they had to the shut down and not not compete you know so mm-hmm. it's going to be interesting this time of year is a lot cooler in florida than it is in march cuz it starts getting hot in march you know
5: yep it's going to so be very
6: interesting a little a little bit cooler at least so it ought to be a pretty good race
5: so who do you think pulls it out Dixon. you think Dixon? will i do too yeah. i do too yeah. so, so but in- if
6: if if um if something happens. I'm not counting Colton Hurt out. That that kid can drive a car, and and he, uh, you know, he's only been racing just a couple of years now, and here he is challenging. You know, for the championship, I could see him getting it on a long shot basis, or maybe next year he'll be the champion. But I think we're going to see him win a lot more races going forward.
5: Well, Joseph Newgarden is down 32 points, or behind 32 yeah. points, and. I mean, that guy is hungry and he's a, a, a champion as well. But I mean, shoot, you watch him during those Dan Pinski games and <laughs> he's so he's so competitive. Yeah. So, uh, you know, if there's a chance, if there's any sort of slim chance at all that he can do it, he is definitely a guy that can take advantage of that slim chance. So, uh, Mike, so let's preview Texas race uh, weekend here. Uh, Kevin Harvick will start from the pole for the Auto Trader Echo Park Automotive 500 NASCAR Cup Series race at Texas. Uh, Joey Logano will start second, followed by Brad Keselowski, Chase Elliott, Alex Bowman, Martin Truex Jr., Denny Hamlin, uh, Kurt Busch, Kyle Busch, and then Blaney. So that'll be your top 10 um, to start the race. And, of course, the they are put in there on those new qualifying procedures, kind of based on the points and stuff from the race before. What are you thinking going into this race? Who do you like? What do you got? Who's your winners?
6: Picks. Mm -hmm. Don't don't forget the truck race will be held before the cup race on Sunday.
5: Okay. That's right. So Saturday will be the Xfinity series.
6: It's the trucks that are making up the summer race that got canceled in June. The Indy cars already came, mm-hmm. ran their race, but the trucks are running because remember they're not on the on the normal schedule. They're not on the fall race uh, race card anymore. Right. Remember they were moved to the spring. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but anyway, you know, going back, who do I like? Mm-hmm. Um, well, looking at the points, uh, I was mentioning earlier in the show. You know, those top four that are in there right now. I'm going to say uh, Harvick gets the win. I'm going with Harvick for the win. Uh, My second place uh, long shot driver is going to be uh, Kyle Busch. And um, because I think Kyle's (laughs) a poor guy, he might go 2020 without a win and break that streak of not having a single victory in a a year uh, of racing. But um, I'm going to go with Kyle and my really, really long shot I'm going to go Jimmy Johnson. I still think he's got a chance uh, getting a victory before he hangs it up here and Texas would be the perfect place for him.
5: He's running a special paint way, scheme.
6: Yeah. And by the way, if you're up in the DFW area and you're driving down 35 at night, there, uh, 35 West there. Um, be sure and check out the uh, big 48 on the back of big hoss TV. They've got it lit up at night. It looks really cool. Eddie Gossage has tweeted out some, pictures and stuff and they're doing a tribute to him so that's it's really cool how they have it designed and lit up there so i thought that's r- real neat they're gonna do something special for him this weekend at texas as well
5: that'll be cool some
6: gift gift or something they're gonna honor the honor him eddie always does that to, to drivers i
5: know but and that makes me curious as to what it would be that he'll give i mean well, we've had horses ponies, ponies. uh i mean all crazy stuff <laughs> So, well, I'm going to go with, for the win, I'm going to say Denny Hamlin for the win. Um, My next pick would be Brad Keselowski. And I'm also going to go with my really, really, really long shot. I said it. I'm just going to go for the rest of the year. Uh, I'm going to go Jimmy Johnson as well. So um, that's our, that's the picks going into texas uh there will be fans there limited number of fans in the stands Uh, guys if you're planning on being there and going please make sure you take all measures precautions be safe uh they've got tons of hand sanitizer places around there and stuff
6: and eddie gossage also said be sure and bring a credit card Mm -hmm. or debit card because there is no cash at the souvenir stands or the concession stands it's all credit um on plastic and again that's just to avoid the exchange of money and stuff so but make sure you have your card with you because you'll need it and i believe you can still bring in a cooler or a bag or a ziploc bag with stuff in it it's got to be see-through i believe okay so, but check out the website texasmotorspeedway.com they have all the rules and regulations of the do's and don'ts and they're going to have a modified midway section they're also doing a virtual section and so I if you that, go to, that, yeah. I got, I got the thing today that they sent out and I'll post that on my website, but you can go through and see some of the vendors and they're offering discounts and stuff. They had some really like one of the oil places in Quaker state or something has, um, or O'Reilly or somebody is doing some kind of special with oil and other batteries and stuff like that, that they're offering fans. You just bring your, phone in or do a screenshot and you can get the discount that way or something. So,
5: and they'll have all the, I think it's a virtual thing too, with all the merchandise and stuff that you can buy. Yeah. uh, The store. Yeah.
6: Yeah. So they'll have limited trailers set up for that, but not anything like what it usually is. He, he, He said so.
5: All right. Well, it'll be interesting to see. It sucks. Mike again, another weekend of racing that we will not be at, but better be safe than sorry. That's my mentality.
6: And I think so as well. And hopefully, um, we'll get we'll get through all this, and don't want to get into the politics of it all right now. But uh, I just looking forward to the day that we can put this bus behind us and get back to some normalcy. Because um, I think we'll get there one day.
5: Yeah, I do too. Hopefully, <laughs> if people would I might just be seventy
6: what... years old, but
5: <laughs> I know one of these days, if people would just do what they're supposed to do, just I know you know God. Everybody, know. you know, people, we've, we all, you know, oh, and never mind. I
6: know. <laughs> never it's mind. Not go there.
5: Just do what you're told to do, by the doctors,
6: yeah. not by the it's crazy not... man. Yeah.
5: All right. On that note. All right. <laughs> on that note, uh, make sure you check out racedaysa.com all weekend long. Mike is going to be. S- uh, crazy busy uploading stories that he's that he will be writing and other things from uh, around all the racing that's going on, but definitely all the racing here in Texas, NHRA, uh, NASCAR. Uh, he'll have IndyCar stories as well. Mike and I will be talking tomorrow morning with uh, driver the number eighty eight. Uh, Alex Bowman, and yeah. we'll get that out to you as well. And then Mike is other, going
6: to... We have some other goodies that we're going to push out this weekend, too. So
5: Yeah, lots of interviews. Check,
6: check out TraxMac radio.com and you'll see all the good stuff we put up.
5: Hopefully so. And, by the way, some good news. Uh, hopefully by next week, those of you that are used to listening to the show via the podcast networks and stuff... All the shows will be back up there. So we've got something working. We've got it brewing.
6: I, yeah. yeah. We're, we're getting it all back together.
5: Yeah. So hopefully some, some big news to break here, hopefully, fingers crossed, uh, in the next couple of weeks and stuff. But all those shows will be up, and then you'll be able to start getting the shows again. So that'll be awesome. All right, all right. Mike. Have yourself a great weekend. Try not to work like cray-cray, and we will talk soon. Sounds great. <laughs> all right. Thanks so much. We're quick.